Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. First Samuel chapter 17. I'm going to read at verse 10, and I'll skip around a little bit. The Bible says in the Philistine, everybody say Goliath. Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Go down to verse 16. The Bible says, And the Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. Verse 36, David, David proclaims to the king and says, Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. I'm going to preach to you on this subject, on this conclusion of this youth fall retreat the, um, this evening. I'm going to preach on this subject. Defense has never won a championship. Defense has never won a championship. Would you put your Bibles down and join me in prayer? I really believe that the Lord has a word for us. Would you lift your voice with me and just begin to pray? Lord, we are grateful to be in your house tonight. God, we thank you tonight for the body of Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the people of God that strengthen us and help us. But Lord, we have come to hear from you tonight. You are the head of the church. You know exactly where we are and exactly what we need. And I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that your word, God, it's already anointed, it's already settled, but I pray that you would allow us to receive your word tonight, that it would fall on good ground, that it would fall on place, oh God, on a place that is prepared and ready, God, to receive what you have. Lord, I believe tonight, I believe tonight you want to strengthen some young people and adults alike. I believe you want to help the body of Christ tonight and I pray that we would be in alignment with what you want to do in this place in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ would you just clap your hands and praise the Lord with me for just a moment come on let's send a signal right now We've not come to play church. We've not come to go through motions. We've come. We've come to hear. We've come to receive from the Lord. Oh, come on. Would you clap your hands a little louder right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
God bless you. You may be seated. Defense has never won a championship. I looked up, I was intrigued recently by, by the statement, defense wins championships. Can't tell you why, can't tell you how. I'm a weird dude, but I was intrigued by this statement. So I wanted to know where it came from, and the saying, defense wins championships, is an old football saying from famous coach Bear Bryant. The saying was especially true in the 80s and 90s where teams like the Bears and Steelers had all-time great defenses and became dynasties. Bear Bryant won six national championships with the Alabama Crimson Tide. We don't like them in Ohio. I looked up to see, I looked up the numbers. I wanted to know, I didn't really know who Bear Bryant was and some, maybe you don't either and you didn't anticipate learning about Bear Bryant tonight. But um, I looked up to see who he was. I figured out he was the coach of this football team and, and, but, I, but I wanted to understand the man that said defense wins championships. I wanted to see the, see the wins, see the, the scores of, of those championships. And so I learned in 1961, he won against the Razorbacks 10 to three. He, 64, he won against Old Miss 12 to seven. And 65, he, he won 75, 78, 79. And I came to a great revelation great, powerful revelation that the way Mr. Bryant won those championships was by scoring more points than the other team. <laughs> Lift your hands, music come. Thank you for one, one clap. Because that team scored more points than the other team, that team won. It's amazing. What I gathered from that statement is that defense is necessary in the sports world, and defense is a necessary thing. But if there is no offense, there is no scoring, and if there is no scoring, there is no victory. And so your defense can be great and amazing and wonderful, but if you don't put up any points, you ain't winning. It's great to have very good defense, but listen, defense alone has never won a championship. Defense all by itself has never won anything. And the scripture tells us in 1 Samuel chapter 17, you know the story of David and Goliath. Goliath presents himself to the children of Israel for 40 days, night and day. That's a month and a half. A month and a half, Goliath presents himself to the children of Israel and says, send me a man. I'm going to rip him in half. I'm going to feed him to the fowls of the air. Send me a man that I will fight because when I fight him, you're going to lose and y'all are going to become our servants. Send me a man. And for 40 days, the children of Israel did not lose. 
Do you hear me? For 40 days, the children of Israel did not lose, but they didn't win either. They didn't lose for 40 days. Goliath was there day in and day out. They didn't lose for 40 days, but they sure didn't win either. And if you're going to fight, if you're going to win, there has to be more than just this mentality of I'm going to survive until the Lord comes. I'm, uh, you, you and I were not just designed to, to, to not sin. The goal line, listen to me, young people. The goal line, listen, listen, uh, listen to code. I don't know where you're at, but the goal line, the goal line of young people, of, of, of uh, we cannot have a goal line of, well, I did not sin today, so I'm all right. I didn't mess up today. I didn't make a mistake today. So I'm all right. I'm okay. God did not design the church. God did not design the body of Christ to not lose. But God designed the body of Christ to fight and to win every battle that they engage in. Oh, I wish somebody would agree with that in this room right now. There has to be something in us that says I'm not living this life just to not lose. I'm living this life to win a victorious life. There are some of us in this room. I know what I have felt prior to this service in the Holy Ghost. And if it's all right, I'm just going to be me. But there are some of us in this room that have taken on the mentality. Goliath has presented himself to you day and night. He has presented his lies to you day and night. If you fight me, you're going to lose. If you fight me, you're going to serve me for the rest of your life. And so some of you, instead of fighting, have sat back in your proverbial tents and said it's not worth the fight. It's not worth, the, it's not worth engaging in. But you hear me. I know what the enemy is saying. I know what your mind is saying but you hear me if you could get the spirit of David in you tonight and say this Philistine this uncircumcised Philistine is not greater than the God that I serve Goliath may present himself to you he may present himself strong and mighty to you but you hear me there is one with you that is greater than the enemy that stands before you I said there's one with you that stands with that that is greater than the enemy that stands before you don't you allow the enemy to to stand up to you and say you can't win. You hear me tonight. With God, it's possible. With God, you can win. With God, you will win. The only battle you lose is the battle you decide to not engage in. The only battle the people of God lose 
is the battle that we decide not to fight or the battle we decide to fight any way other than God's way. The people of God, you, listen, our God, the Bible says in Isaiah 6, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. I didn't see, I didn't see any losses on him. I didn't see any, any victories that, that weren't there. I didn't see any enemies that stood before him. When Isaiah saw him, he saw a victorious God. And if you could just agree if you could just get something in your spirit tonight that says I'm going to engage with God with God I'm going to engage in this battle amen God is going to fight with and for you somebody clap your hands to the Lord the Bible does not say that I am a survivor the Bible says that I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. My oldest son, my, my wife and boys are not able to be here. We have three boys and pray for us. And, and uh, seven, four, and one and full of fire, full of life. And uh, my oldest, just last year, Brother Carson got the Holy Ghost and it was, it was, it was amazing. Uh, never experienced anything like that. And, uh, Winston got the Holy Ghost, lifted his hands, tears flowing down his face. He gets done praying and, and walks to where, where, uh, where we were sitting prior to, and his younger brother Lawson comes up to him and punches him right in the stomach. <laughs> Cause that's what brothers are for. Punches him right in the stomach, Samuel. And Winston, you know, he's, he's his own person and, and uh, you never can predict him. And Winston looks at Lawson and says, oh, Lawson, you don't want to mess with me. He said, I got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I wish that there would be a mentality in some of us tonight that says you don't know who you're messing with. You don't know who you're trying to come against. You don't know where I've been, what I've done. You don't know the one who redeemed me, the one who saved me, the one who gave it. You don't know where I've been. I've been through to you. You better not mess with me. I've got the... Come on, it's time for us to engage in the battle that stands before us. David... David engaged in the battle. Big enough? No. Talented enough? No. The right equipment? No. And by every, by every look and appearance in the book, David was sure to be killed and die. 
But David, but David's victory did not come by what he had himself. David's victory came because on the backside of a hill, when that bear and that lion came, the anointing of the Lord came on him and he killed a lion and a bear. Amen. And just like he killed those enemies when nobody was looking and nobody was around, God gave David that unqualified, not strong young man. God gave him the ability to fight and to win against the enemy. Young people, listen to me. Listen to me. If you are going to be here 10, 15, 20 years from now, you have to learn to get on offense. You have to learn to just uh, to do more than just not sin today. You have to learn to conquer the enemy that stands before you. You can conquer anxiety. You can conquer fear. You can conquer addictions that you have. You don't have to live with them for the rest of your life. You can conquer them. So when Goliath presents himself to you, so when Goliath stands before you day and night, uh, there's got to be a sword uh, in our hand. There's got to be a word uh, in our hand that says you may come at me with a sword and spear, but I come to you uh, in the name of the Lord of hope. This fight is not your fight. This fight is the Lord's fight. If he brought you to it, he's going to bring you through it. He's going to bring you out of it. You've just got to engage. <laughs> Judges chapter 8 and verse 20, I'm hurrying. Judges chapter 8 speaks of Gideon and Jether. Gideon, a man of war who started with 10,000 soldiers, who started, I believe it was more than that, who started with thousands of soldiers. And God said, God said, your army's too big. You're going to get the credit if you're, you're, you're going to think it was your army if, if I let this army stay this big. And God, widowed, God, God uh, strips the army down to 300 men and, and, and Gideon engages in this battle. Not, not one sword that, that was lifted at that moment. Not one, not, not one uh, uh, pathway into the camp. Gideon stood around the circumference of the enemy's camp uh, and watched them defeat themselves. Amen. Because when the Lord is with you, you, we engage differently than the world does. We don't fight the same that the world does. Amen. For Gideon, it was just standing. Give me a lamp and give me a pitcher. Break that lamp and see what happens. And blow the trumpet and see what happens. Gideon won. And he says to Jether, he says, Jether, get up and slay them. Get up and slay the enemy that is before you. Bible says, but the youth drew not his sword, for he feared because he was yet a youth. Because he was yet a young man. The previous generation, Samuel, come up here, please. 
who'd been so proud of Samuel on Friday night. Anointing of God on his life, preaching, preaching to the young people. It's powerful, it's amazing. This church believes in you, Samuel. Amen. Brother, Brother Sleva, would you, would you please come up here? I love this man. You don't, you don't meet Brother Sleva, you experience him. This is an amazing man. Hey, would you, would you bring me that sword? I'm sorry. Brother Crabtree, about to get real. Oh, y'all didn't, y'all, okay. This is sharp, all right. Gideon, Gideon, the previous generation, come here, come here, says to Jether, take this sword, take the sword, and slay, slay the enemy. Get up and kill the enemy that's before you. Jether, Jether feared. Jether feared. In reality, Jether had fear because he didn't know how to use a sword. Jether feared because he wasn't privy to what it was like to engage in battle. Jether didn't understand what it was like to fight an enemy that stands before him. And so Jether feared. Jether was afraid. Gideon sees the next generation with a sword in his hand, but yet fearful to fight, yet not knowing how to fight. Listen, I want every young person in this room to hear me right now. You have to learn how to fight. If you're going to live, amen, if you're going to live this life, if you're going to do what God has called you to do, you're going to have to learn how to use a sword. He didn't get here. He didn't get here just by, just by coming and attending church. The previous generation, Samuel, didn't get here just by coming to church. They got here because they've been through some things. They've been through some trials. They've had to walk through some storms wondering, where's God at? I don't know where the Lord is. I don't know why this is going on in my life and in my family. The previous generation had to go through some stuff. And so when, and so, and so he walks into the battle with some things that he's already been through, knowing that the Lord Lord is with him. And Samuel, it is the will of God that we don't leave the fighting to the previous generation, but we pick up the sword and say, if they can fight, then I'm going to fight. If, if, if it was good enough for them, it's good enough for me. If it's Come on, if attending church is what they did, attending church is what I'll do. If holiness is what they did, holiness is what I will do. Listen, we don't come, we don't come with a new, with a new way of fighting. We don't come with a new way of engaging. We come with a sure and steadfast way, a way that has never lost, a way that has never been defeated. Come on, you gotta fight God's way. Thank you, gentlemen. I want you to stand with me all over the room.
Let's just entertain the presence of the Lord right now. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Come on, there needs to be a commitment tonight. I'm going to engage. I'm going to engage in this fight. I'm going to engage in this fight. Everything that you need you have. Everything that you need is within you already. God has filled you with his spirit. God has filled you, amen, with power. You have everything you need. You just have to commit tonight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight and I'm going to win. Paul said to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Come on, Timothy. You've got to pick up a sword and you've got to fight. Now's not the time to lay down. Now's not the time to give up. You've got to pick up a sword and fight. Come on, I need a mom or a dad right now. I need you to make a commitment tonight to fighting. Come on, to fighting for some babies that aren't here. Fighting for some for some lost, some lost family members that aren't here. Come on, I'm gonna engage. I may have prayed for however many years, but I will fight. I will engage in this battle.